following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. So, Johnny, I've, I've been hearing really great things about this Nostalgia Funhouse. It just brings back so many great memories. Andrew, uh, another reason I'm maybe in line with you here is that you really vouched for this show. So, I'm just going to believe you that this is the show that you know I've been wanting, which is just talking about all the fun stuff from our yesteryear and the years before uh, and i really hate anything meta so i'm glad that what we're doing right now is not that oh no definitely what is meta is, isn't that ron artessa's new name <laughs> well add world of peace to it sure <laughs> yeah but this is this is great they like last year they were like tearing play sets and halloween costumes and well they, that sounds cool they get like this weird court recordings from like pop culture courts does anybody care about court cases these ones are kind of cool. They put Scott Kelvin on trial for Santa Claus there. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, you're. That sounds interesting. Yeah, man. You know what's the best part about this is though? Is I hear they always got a really great sponsor. You can check it out right there. So I hear you're from Canada. Yeah. I How's know. it going, eh? <laughs> Do you want a donut? <laughs> I thought all they had up in Canada were uh, lumberjacks and curlers. <laughs> Is there running water up there? <laughs> Where's your tube, gay? <laughs> New dude beauty. Born in the USA, I was uh, born in the USA. I was um, born in the Oklahoma, where the do I gotta call an Ivan Dragonoff to uh things? No, you don't knock you out and kill <laughs> kill you for this one. You don't need to drag me off. You just asked me to stop. Uh, he's Andrew. I'm Johnny. Uh, yeah. We today are talking about today the film the last john candy release film that's the last film he did right last yes film he released 1995's canadian bacon. bacon i have the results from the overnight tracking you know it's not fair i mean every other president had all of the russians to blame for everything what do i got for an unpopular president uh, the voters felt that your being alive or dead had no real bearing on their daily lives. It's time to give war a chance. Dead. Dead. What are we going to do for an enemy now? A riot between Americans and Canadians broke out last night. Now, with a little inspiration. All I said was Canadian beer suck. Give me one week and I'll have Americans burning maple leaves. They'll create a cause worth fighting for. Is Canadian Prime Minister Clark MacDonald a member of a satanic cult? Oh, that is stunning. Canadians are always dreaming up a lot of ways to ruin our lives. The metric system for the love of God. Do not panic. I'm in complete control. There's a time to think. There's a time to act. And this gentleman... There's no time to think. Welcome to Canada. I'm your worst nightmare. I don't know what you're talking about. We got ways of making you pronounce the letter O. What we have here is a brave but misguided group of Americans who go right into Canada and kick some serious Canadian butt. Oh, Americans. Welcome to Ontario. Sportsman's paradise. <laughs> Isn't it, though? John Candy. You Canadians are so sneaky. Alan Alda. Surrender pronto. Or we'll level Toronto. Rhea Perlman. What does this look like to you? I never saw a white man that size. Kevin Pollock. When have you ever heard anyone say, honey, let's stay in and order some Canadian food? Rip Torn. I can't kill America's neighbors. I can't. Canadian bacon. From the director of Roger and Me. Yeah. Right, now, how did you know that was a nuclear facility? Well, they tricked us on that one. That's a hospital. But it's a hell of a strike. And not Kevin. That's right. Not Canadian Kevin Bacon. Is he from Canada? I don't know. I mean, his bacon must that be. That would right? be 
oh, you're an artist. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> you just drew this like round piece. Yeah. It drew you should see my wall. Face. It's just got like a bunch of different celebrity faces with string going from one to one to another. <laughs> now I got it. It, it. Question. I'm going to start this out with this question, Andrew. Canadian Bacon, the movie. Yes. Is it the most pro-Canadian movie America's ever made? <laughs> um, That I've seen. Because really, the gist of obviously, if you haven't seen it, it's a it's a satire, and the gist of it is we are making we as in America are making up this war with Canada to help the president who isn't necessarily popular, and it's all the jokes that are supposed to be quote unquote making fun of Canada really just make Canada look really great. Yeah, it make us look really really horrible. Yeah, I mean, consider like when they looked at. Toronto, the city, the landscape of it. They make fun of how beautiful it is. And then there's a scene near the end where they look at, uh, I'm guessing it's supposed to be Niagara or Buffalo, one of the others. When yeah. I've seen it, it's just smog and <laughs> just factories everywhere. That's, I think that's Buffalo. That's the long, I think the river works there. <laughs> but yeah, Toronto is nice until you get the Young Street where it's. Yeah. It's like any big, I think it's like any big city you go to, there's going to be, you know, your, your panhandlers and stuff like that. And can I wash your car for $5 with my bottle of Windex? And yeah, it's now here's the, here's, they took us on field trips to Toronto, so it can't be that bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was blown away. Here's one of the first things that I was today years old. Even though I'd seen this movie before, I did not realize because it just doesn't make sense with where his career went. That this is a Michael Moore film. Yes, he made this, he wrote this, he produced this. This is a, again. I was like, well, maybe it's another Michael Moore because that can be a common type name. But no, it's the same guy who did all those documentaries that you've heard of, uh, Bowling for Column. I know those very serious, uh, obviously serious, very well done documentaries. But this uh, was his, and that really blew me away. Because also this movie is also chock full of, hey, I've seen that person somewhere. Oh, this! I think there's a lot of great... <sighs> I mean, besides the, big, the main the, cast. Yeah, the biggest star is like John Candy. Yeah, John oh, Candy, Alan Alda. Alan Alda, uh, Rhea Perlman, who yep. really kind of... Here we go, the Cheers guy. Is really taking the role. Her role is like a souped-up Carla from Cheers, in a way. Yes, yeah. You're like Rambo meets Carla from Cheers. I feel, but like uh, overly so. Like yeah. really, really uh, upped. Kevin Pollock. Yes. Yep. This is one of. Uh, I mean, it just literally has. I mean, Rip Torn's in this. There's just so many people you'll see, and you're like, oh yeah, I know who that is. Can act. And they're all makes a cameo. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cameos in this of people that you'll see, like, oh, I've seen him in so many things in the 90s and the 80s of this person. And I just kept saying, oh, I know, I recognize that guy. Oh, I recognize that guy. Oh, I recognize that guy. You know, this is this is a very touching movie to me because I remember, I don't remember them really filming this or seeing anybody film it, but considering I'm from Niagara Falls, like, just seeing a couple of the scenes, I, I could kind of picture where they're at. And I'm like, yeah. oh. I know where that is. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Like, you know, obviously Hollywood has this tendency to say something takes place here, but they don't necessarily film it there. A lot of the stuff that I saw wasn't so much American side as much as Canadian side, which anybody would tell you from Niagara Falls, New York. You just go to the Canadian side. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh and off from our side for about 10 seconds and then just hop across the border. The only thing that I could really see that stood out was uh, a street called Buffalo Avenue. Yeah, and I yes. could and I could get that. And then there's a uh, like a bait shop in downtown Niagara Falls, and I don't even. Oh know. man, that would get where would they're be... handed out the handed out the guns, and it says bait. Yeah, that would get me in easily. <laughs> <laughs> and that that place I do remember because I do remember not getting guns there, but I do remember getting baked. Now, there's a lot of great jokes in here that it had been a long time since I've seen this and I'd completely forgotten about, including one of the, uh, even at the beginning of the movie, one of the great first uh, jokes is, uh, this is when you first meet Rio Parman and John Candy and they're uh, officers 
and you find out that if so, if somebody if they stop somebody from jumping to their death at the falls, then they get twenty five dollars. But if they fish out the body, they get fifty. <laughs> so obviously they're trying they're trying to get the the fish out people out of the. I love it. The that minute they say the fifty dollars thing, you just hear them going, "Jump, jump." <laughs> I need the money, man. Dude. Need the money. <laughs> and then they find out that it's one of their friends because he yeah. just this is the whole premise is Cold War ended. Uh America, you know, one of the and it's kind of funny because this is how Niagara Falls is now. A big plant shut down, so everybody got laid off. Everybody's yeah. depressed, everybody's angry. Uh that made weapons of war. And now all these people are trying to like kill themselves or anything else. So now, obviously, you you know Buffalo well, way more than I do. Now, if you ask me, a Southern guy, what I would think about Buffalo when it comes to uh, how money is made or what makes that place go, obviously, I would think the wings. That would be my first thing, those wild ones. And then the, my second thing would be cereal, right? Aren't there cereal plants up there? There's General, there's General Mills. And yes. Niagara Falls was huge with Nabisco up until the early 90s. Okay, so that's what I would think if you would just ask me. Because that was the whole reason why Nabisco moved to Niagara Falls was because of the hydroelectric power. Yeah, but I mean, I can relate to a lot of this because in North Carolina at one time, we were the number one, and even the area that I'm in actually was considered the number one place in the world for making furniture. And it was in the top three of textile type stuff. And of course, all that kind of really hit rock bottom. I mean, I had a furniture job, then suddenly I didn't have a furniture job. You know what I mean? Like it happened to me. Did it have so, a leg to stand on? Da, 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 da. No, it did, but I made it so it didn't last very long. <laughs> uh, side note: uh, me and you, neither me or you, we're we're part of this great uh, podcasting, the network, the B uh, I C D. I always get the letters confused. I our do. network, uh, and our our good buddy Matt. Has the podcast precinct? I don't know if you know about this. Do <laughs> you know this? Have you have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Uh, there's a uh, a mystery afoot at the precinct. Somebody broke a chair there <laughs> and didn't fess up to it. Oh, there's so, always. Oh, is that in the group? Because there's always. It's in the group chat, and I was reading it to. So Matt, I was like, I got a clue. There's a clue in the group chat, by the way. I think I know, know somebody who knows something, but it's just that's a lot of what fun. What we should do? That's that's the other thing we should do. Yeah. Just try and figure out Scooby Doo style, even though we are nowhere even close to the podcast precinct. Right? Yeah, we're nowhere near it. That's up in that is literally up in uh, near yeah. where this movie takes place. Yes, <laughs> yes, and if you. And once again, if you go to that place, you'll fully understand this movie because that's how this looks. <laughs> yeah, movie. It's pretty wild. This movie also, in my opinion, features one of the greatest rivalries and of our time. One that I'm very close to and completely understand, and that is, of course, the Fat Man versus Stairs. So, I... the Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> yes, <laughs> something I know all too well. I understand it completely. That was one of my biggest things. Was like when we were when we decided to do this was, I lived here. I've been to Canada. I went to Canada every single weekend. So, like I have an idea, but for for you who lives in North Carolina, just I want just to get your first impressions on everything that you're seeing in this. What's so weird is I have such a different view of it now that I've been very lucky, and I really do mean this, lucky to have met and become honestly fairly close with a lot of people from the area. I mean, you're originally from, you know, that's one of your places you're originally from. I consider you one of my best friends. Matt's one of my closest friends. Chris and uh, Brian, all of them, all of them up from up there. So I have all of us Yankees. Yeah, all you Yankees who allowed this Southern boy in your circle, and I'm very grateful for that. Well, I kind of forced my way, if I'm being honest, but... <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating because I'm looking at this from a totally different view. I mean, I'd obviously known people from, from up North, the Yankees, as you call them, but well, like, I wasn't, but well, I, I wasn't get, like, I was super I close called, to any of them. I get called that down here. I'm sure you do. Yeah. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Uh, so I was looking at it from that. I was like, well, could I see any of these people being like, obviously exaggerated versions of people that I know? 
is the way I kind of started watching this movie. And part of me was like, maybe. I I, I could be a sheriff, Bud Boomer there. And yeah. I I definitely I definitely see it. It was just funny though in the beginning too. Uh when the, when the president is driving to the plant. Yeah. Oh, I was looking up. I thought the plant was on Buffalo Avenue, but it's not. It's actually somewhere in St. Catharines, Hamilton, yeah. Ontario. But when they're showing him drive, it looks like he's driving on the American side of the falls, which uh-huh. if you're going to any plants in Niagara Falls, you would not drive. Even I didn't know you could drive so I didn't know you could drive so close to the actual falls. Yeah, you can. You That's can. pretty wild to me. I didn't know. I didn't realize that a couple of years back. Somebody actually drove their car into the middle of the falls to, you know, do yeah. that thing yeah. where they don't yeah. want to be here anymore. Yeah. It's like so calmly, nicely put it. But that I has that happened tons of times. No, but you can get close. I don't know why that blew me away. Like, I just feel like that's such a public safety place. Hand. Yeah. And a safety answer for sure. Yeah, man. So that's pretty wild. That was pretty wild to me. Those rapids are crazy. Like, well, oh, I know that. Yeah. I know. I mean, I watched a, a documentary that was about this lady. I'm blanking on her name. I wish I could remember it, but she was like the first woman to go over the falls in a barrel. Oh, yeah. I can't remember her name, but I know who. But it's very fascinating. It's kind of the story of all those people who are trying to do that stunt of going over the falls and whatever. And of course, now you can't do that. You're not supposed to do that anymore because it's so ridiculously dangerous. Oh, and stupid to do it because there is um there's these islands and they're just small islands that you could go across them through a bridge called three sisters island yeah islands and one of them there's a little spot where you could kind of like get your feet wet and i remember my mom and my aunt let my brother and i and thinking that we are so safe that these people that are squatting down holding us by our belt loops that you know if we did get taken by the rapids don't worry they could yank us back and then as an adult i realized how unsafe that was yeah that so was, that's why I if look, you got taken by those rapids you were going my friend <laughs> they, and i do believe they drive through the love canal in this too oh yeah boarded, yes where all those boarded up houses when yes uh yeah for those who don't apart. for those who don't know the love canal andrew you can uh, tell me how I'm off on. It's one of those places in the United States that it was a whole town that they had to abandon. It was because, it was neighborhoods, neighborhoods. Yeah, it's neighborhood yeah. towns uh, that they had to abandon. I mean, I'm talking like hundreds of people. Uh, yeah. They had to abandon because of toxins and stuff that uh, that a company had been dumping into there it was, and uh, made the place really toxic. Hooker Chemical, and then it ended up being with Oxy. They have it yeah. contained to one spot because I actually lived in a house that had to be... Ev- okay, so they evacuated everybody once they kind of got like an all-clear thing. Yeah. They started selling the houses around there. And I yes. do believe some of those houses that they were showing were houses that my friends and I that are boarded up, we would kind of, being the kids that we were, would break into them. Mm-hmm. They're boarded. Nobody's in there. It's smart. <laughs> We would let's, break let's break into this toxic house. It's more, there are no more chemicals in there. It's contained. that's what they tell you. You know, it's those chemicals don't go away, Andrew. It's yeah. contained, it's <laughs> contained, or okay. the chemical level is not as high. Okay, we did grow some giant tomatoes there for a while, but you know, <laughs> it's like a secret of the ooze stuff. <laughs> or did you find any turtles at certain uh, all of a sudden new uh, ninjutsu? If so, I can tell you why that happened. But I uh, do believe they drive through the love canal. It doesn't say in this, but what a name for a place is actually like so such a terrible thing happened. <laughs> I have a funny story to say about this in the infancy of the internet before we learned what search engines were. Yeah. And we just did anything ww, you know, whatever yeah. dot com. Uh my friend had to do a report on the Love Canal in school because obviously it's Niagara Falls history. So he uh, typed in, you know, www.lovecanal.com to do research and he got the other type of Love Canal. <laughs> yeah. He almost got, uh, I think, suspended. And then, you know, his computer privileges <laughs> provoked yeah. there. But, but he had the most popular report of that day. <laughs> A plus for it was me. the closest thing that you could find to an A. Uh, <laughs> but really, he got but because really his of, grade was triple X. <laughs> because of the address on there, they were like, "Oh, okay, we know what you're doing." Yeah, but that was what ninety seven, ninety eight. So God only knows what yeah. we're 
on the internet then. So the gist of this movie, of course, like we said, it's taking place in a really cold period of uh, United States is kind of like everybody's kind of at peace with everybody. That's kind of the situation is sort of like, uh, you know, even the Russians don't really want to fight or anything like that right now. It's so peaceful that the poor town of Buffalo, which I had no idea was such involved with creating arms and such like that, uh, that you could actually go to uh, an auction and buy like a, a, a rocket launcher for like $25. <laughs> Yes, I I like that part too. And actually, it is funny that you say that because I worked at a warehouse that had a railroad train through it. And supposedly the story was during World War II, they also built tanks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They would load up the rail cars and push them through. I'm not 100% sure because once again, I never looked it up. So because pre-internet kids just kind of take things at face value most of the time but like there's a lot of scenes in this movie of just buffalo residents just walking around just holding these giant guns it's not buffalo it's not buffalo or niagara falls i'm sorry niagara falls we're different we're different (laughs) well niagara falls like they have all these people walking around with just giant rifles and stuff and it really reminded me of it's there's a comic book convention near me that i used to set up at all the time and one time i got there and when i uh, drove up to the place i just was like i just saw just a sea of people walking around waiting for the place to open and all of them had like shotguns and rifles and all this stuff And i was like what happened here and i come to find out in the same building they were having to come a convention right next door there was a gun convention that's all <laughs> that's north carolina yeah <laughs> I hear you. I think it's just the South in general, because the craziest thing that happened to me was I was grocery shopping at Walmart while I'm living in Texas, and I'm walking through with my youngest son, and this guy's like, hey, how you guys doing? Like, people are just ultra-friendly. Like, yeah. Up north, we're not. But, uh, so I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, I'm doing good. How about you? And he's like, hey, if you guys aren't doing anything, at Texas Motor Speedway, we're having a gun show if you guys want to stop by. And I'm like, that is probably the most southern Texas yep. thing I've heard in my life. A gun show at a at a race course track. track. Yeah. Yep. That I was like, I have arrived. Yeah. Because most of the time <laughs> yes. I feel like that old uh El Paso commercial, whenever I say where I'm from, where they're yeah. like, New York. New York City. City. Yeah. Never yeah. has a commercial hit home as much as that. <laughs> but going back to this, like Johnny said. Uh, so everybody, or well, we've looted. Everybody's losing their job. The Russians are like, no, we don't. Their job. <laughs> their jeeps. Uh, the Russians are like, no, we're good. Even though they're mowing down on that fried chicken. Yeah, obviously it's supposed to be Kentucky Fried Chicken, but Andrew, I'm telling you, that wasn't KFC. I've had plenty of KFC in my day, and I know what KFC looks like. Oh, I knew it was KFC too. Don't lie to us, hacker. Yeah. So Russia's like, no, we're good to the point where they're like, I think it's Kevin Pollack tackles the Russian like president at the time just to try and start something, but it doesn't work out. Yeah. And I love it how they're looking at for uh, enemies. And they're like, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. He's dead. He's dead. And then it comes up to Jane Fonda. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. There's a lot of little jokes like that in this. There's a lot of jokes that I think are easy to miss. Yes. Uh, I, and I love that type of movie. Like there's one line later on. My favorite character in this is that Mountie guy. He's oh, my favorite Stephen one. Right? Yes, yes, Stephen Wright. Yeah. Uh I was trying to think of who he was. I knew I knew him. Uh and Stephen Wright can do no Stephen wrong, uh, if you ask me in this movie, because he's got one of the greatest lines. He's going through the prisoners and he's showing you the prisoners <laughs> and just telling you what they're in there for. And he goes, This one guy, and he goes, and this guy here. Yeah, we put him behind bars for being in a lot of terrible movies. The movie just kind of pauses for a second and let you take that in. <laughs> what was it? The best was the guy at the end where he's like, this guy raided a company and then merged it with his conglomerate and then fired everybody. And he's got like the cattle prod. And once yes. he had the cattle prod, it reminded me of like the Mountie from wrestling. Yes. And he, and he goes and he, he lights it up and he's like, he's like, get back. <laughs> Try to electrocute him. I also love it how he's writing thank you notes to all the prisoners. Yes. Thank you for being a quiet sleeper. And, and he gets held up like twice in this movie. And both times he is like, welcome to Canada. <laughs> it's so great. 
<laughs> He's my favorite in this. <laughs> I love it too when they're at the hockey game. Yeah. And John Candy says that Canadian beer sucks. And I love the fact that he's wearing a Buffalo Bison's coat. Yep. Just made it yeah. even more. But, and I'm like, oh, Canadian beer does not suck. No. It's very good. I love it. Actually, beer. I'm not a beer drinker, so I have no race in this horse. Wait. Horse in this race. I like how I said it. Okay. I watched Canada. I'm doing everything backwards. I watched a Canadian movie. A. Eh? Canadian Yoda would blow my mind. <laughs> I watched. I uh, do or do not. There is no try. Eh? <laughs> I watched a lot of Canadian. Just, I'll bet you did being up there so close to the border. Yeah. Yeah. Cause before everything became digital, yeah. you could have broadcasted right to you. And of course, one of the most ironic things is John Candy is playing this huge <laughs> anti Canadian guy. And he's probably at that time one of the biggest movie stars we have. And I don't know if you know this audience. He's Canadian. Yes. Started on SCTV. Big Canadian yeah. one. SCTV is fantastic, by the way. A lot of great stuff on there. A lot of, that's a show you can watch. Like, oh, I know that guy became big. That if person we, became huge. Rick Moranis. And- I would think the three biggest household names on there. Jane Curtin on there was she SNL. I can't remember. She was SNL, I believe. Maybe okay. she did both. I don't know. Most people are probably like, who is Jane Curtin? Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Thank you very much. I still remember it from uh, what is it, Kate and Allie? Yeah, yeah, she's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, so you got pretty much the three biggest names John Candy, Rick Moranis, and Eugene Levy. Yes, you love those guys because the McKenzie brothers started on SCTV. You know who the McKenzie brothers are, yeah, yes, yeah, but it's a great show. It's a call you a hoser. I, you'd have to pay me money to call me that. Uh, the uh, SCTV, if you don't know that, it's basically like uh, Canadian, Canadian, Canada's SNL, basically, is the gist of it. But I think it was before SNL, wasn't it? Or was it around the same time? I can't. I SNL came around in the 70s. I think SCTV was around then, too. Yeah. Matter of fact, the funny thing is I got most of my... Childhood, I think it was before Saturday Night Live. This came out in 76. But a lot of my like early childhood programming, Canada. Like, I'll name people where you're going to be like, I don't even know who the hell that is. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand because of the area you grew up in. Yeah. But the other joke I like too when they're sitting around the table and they're like picking Canada, is they're like, they got rid of the Miss Canadian pageant. And the Rip Torn's character is like, yeah, there was a plane that went down in Canada and it just supposedly was a freak accident. And Alan Alda as the president's like, you got to be kidding me. They got rid of the Miss Canadian pageant? Like, completely <laughs> yeah. disregard that a plane was probably shot down. Yeah. There's a lot of great little jokes like that. Uh, and when I was first watching this, I was really noticing some stuff of like how it's actually shot and the performances. And they're kind of really all over the place at times, especially at the beginning. Like it was, it was like a lot of these people were just kind of getting their feet wet acting wise, but they really get into it later. I don't know why it felt that way to me because these were actors. are like, I know these people are good, but like a couple of times I'm like, man, they don't, they don't, you know, Alan Alda a couple of times at the beginning, somebody who I know is very good. Uh, like his, his performance at the beginning of it's a little kind of all over the place, but then it gets really good. So I don't know what, what was happening i have no idea i think it's, this is one of those movies where how do you take it yes yes is it that full-blown parody comedy or are they actually trying to like serve a point that as americans were just warmongering neanderthals and over in canada's everything's roses i think it's it kind of comes off to me it's obviously a comedy that's making a point and the point of uh, I mean, they literally say in the movie that the American the American people will buy whatever we make them buy. Oh yeah, and that's kind of true because there's plenty of times there where the media is telling the people the story. And I mean, John Candy's character, for example, is buying a hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Also, I got to mention Council TV made an appearance in this, which I miss Council TVs. And I love it when the Canadian propaganda is coming up right before they do go over there and they, you know, try and trash Canada and they make a couple of points where 
uh, Canada is beating us in Zamboni technology. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think it's Jim Belushi's character makes a note that uh, Canada has been gathering 90% of their population up against the border, which is an absolute 100 true fact because ha- most of Canada is completely inhabitable. Yeah. It's so cold and just, just the area you literally cannot live in. Yes. So I love that. Oh, and I love it too when they start talking about the, uh, the we mentioned this, but forgot to mention this with the Mountie because re- they go over, they trash Canada. Rhea Perlman's character, Honey, gets held hostage. That's why Boomer. Well, they leave her behind by accident. Yes. And they get it. And so she's captured. And yeah. she's, uh, she wants to blow stuff up. Yeah. And so that when they go get her back, that's when you meet the Stephen Wright as the Mountie the first time. And he and he can't and he says a boot, and he and it just made me think of so many other things. Like they don't say process; it's process. Uh, I, I heard, I heard. I have a good authority. They yeah. spell the word color. They throw in a U for no reason. They do. And <laughs> when they spell check, they also. Oh no, yeah, that's a U. And when they spell check, they it's put a Q U. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not in my and, English. And if you go over there you want macaroni and cheese you have to call it craft dinner oh no that's just bull of my biscuits <laughs> and if you want a canadian dollar there's no paper money in the canadian dollar well the good thing is like you could either pay five thousand find a five thousand canadian dollars or a ten dollar american bill which is also true so they have <laughs> they have one dollar and two dollar coins one dollar is a loony because it has a duck on there called a loon or something like that yeah there's a duck called a loon and then uh for the two dollar, can you guess what it's called? I have no idea. It's called a toonie. Oh, oh clever, <laughs> yeah. clever girl. Yeah. <laughs> so there's many different things. First time I went to Canada and I was at a gentleman's club. We'll just put it that way. Ooh, yeah. And I was really upset because I'm assuming a gentleman's a gentleman's club up there. Just based on what I know about Canada. Like, uh, the ladies are like, Hey, is it okay if I take this off before the day? <laughs> it's all there, go right for it. I'm gonna put an E on this one just in case. Uh, <laughs> I remember sitting there and there was a young lady performing, and people were tossing coins, and I'm like, That's rude, yeah. And an American, I'm like, That's rude. Why would go you put an eye out? Yeah, but then I realized those are ones and two dollars where we actually have bills. So we are more gentleman club friendly here with our money. For yeah. Day. Take that Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the other thing that I, I noticed that from, I also worked for Canadians. Yeah. And it's kind of funny when they said that they were like, why don't you just go get a job in Canada? Some people do do that in Niagara <laughs> Falls, but you have to apply for a Canadian work permit. Right. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. And as we alluded to, probably the best scene in the movie where they steal the truck and they write Canadian socks and everything on there. Yeah. Aykroyd pulls them over. And... Yeah. That's one of my favorite scenes. Probably that... one of the most famous scenes in the movie. Because then Aykroyd pulls them over. And his problem isn't that they wrote all these terrible things about Canada. His problem is they only wrote those terrible things in English when Canada is a two-language country. Yes, and that drove me nuts as a kid because my mom every once in a while would go grocery shopping in Canada, obviously for the thing that you alluded to, which made funny, was kind of funny because he told them that either it was, what, a thousand, a $10,000 fine or, or, <laughs> or, 10, or 10 American dollars. And he was like, yes. oh, I'll just... I'll just pay the fine. Here you yeah. go. <laughs> Which is also very true because our money was always worth way more over there. Yeah, I think it's not as much now, but it's still sort of the case. But it's uh, it's nothing like that. Obviously, it's very exaggerated for the comedy. Uh, it's yeah, I think the most, it is a great scene though. I think the most it was worth was uh, fifty. I think it was fifty cents on the dollar. So a U.S. about dollar. like double almost. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so one Canadian dollar in the United States right now is 74 cents. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So we can get even more dances. Yeah. <laughs> For my dollar. <laughs> you know what's funny about this is in this movie, as we talk about it, like every other movie we've talked about, we've concentrated on some sort of story. 
Yeah. But this one, even if you just don't watch it for the story or don't follow it, there's so many funny jokes to the point. Yeah. You don't have to follow this whole Cold War. We need to start a war because the president wants a second term or he needs something to blame something on. There's there's a lot of lines in this that if you blink, you'll miss them. Like when uh, Alan Alda, who's, who's the president, he's playing the president. And he's talking to, I'm assuming it's supposed to be the Prime Minister of Canada on the phone. And the Prime Minister goes, here, take, uh, you never actually hear him, but he goes, oh, he's putting his wife on the phone. So then he starts talking in French, or like a really not great French. And then next year, you hear him start talking English, and he goes, yeah, two years in high school. <laughs> so obviously, he was saying hell of a bunch of French he attacked. Just little jokes like that, if you, if you blink, you'll miss him. Oh, it's, I'm surprised they didn't make more hockey jokes, because that seems to be the big thing. Well, they did throw away the skates. Oh, yeah, that's right. When they got rid of anything Canadian. Oh, and they kept yeah. on making fun of them because at this time the Canadians were like, or the Blue Jays were two-time World Series champions. Yeah. And they were like. There was Blue Jay stuff. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, they're like, they, they keep on making fun of them. That's an American sport. You guys shouldn't be winning the World Series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, I That was probably my biggest takeaway on this is more of just watching it because in the end they hacker sells this thing the hacker hellstorm to canada tells them that it's a weather device yeah but really it's for them to send american missiles to russia moscow and everything else and obviously it gets it gets foiled by by honey and as you mentioned john candy going up the stairs yeah so that he's got to go upstairs in that very famous uh needle building there in toronto and the, the other joke that i really liked is they said i can't, can't remember what that group's called but they're like a highly trained oh, omega uh, force omega force yes and there's some great scenes of the omega force like one of like one of the guys like rolls his ankle or something backs it and he's going to be fine but they they stop and they shoot him <laughs> they shoot him <laughs> and keep going but my favorite part is they build up how uh incredibly badass this team is but they are defeated yeah by those stairs <laughs> they can't make the way up the stairs it was the other when they were doing the sabotage mission and they were like we're gonna yeah. send a couple canadians and sabotage the the plant and boomer and uh john candy's character bud boomer catches them and he's like who's the quarterback for the st louis cardinals and he's like, uh, uh, I don't know. He's like, wrong answer. They moved to Phoenix. <laughs> like, Can we have another one? <laughs> oh, God. So great. So great. Also, uh, I think the other great thing is during the epilogue, it reveals like each one, what they what what they went on to do. Like uh, Boomer becomes hey, uh realizes his dream of appearing on cops yeah honey is named humanitarian of the year by the nra (laughs) the president was defeated in the next election by the largest landslide now don't you miss this when movies would do this where they would actually tell you what happened to these characters later i really do miss that movies used to do it a lot especially comedies they would go through and say Hey, this is what happened with this character. This is what this character would end up doing. Stuff like that. I I do miss this. And uh, the president is also, or the former president, is now hosting Get Up Cleveland. Uh, this was a funny one. The Stuart Smiley, uh, Kevin Pollock's character. Yeah. Uh, was He served eight months of a life, a life sentence. sentence. And he even mentions that when they're like, you're going to go to jail for life. He's like, what am I going to serve? Eight months? <laughs> <laughs> And he was parted by new president Oliver North. This is my favorite. Rip Torn's character, Dick Panzer, committed suicide after learning Hogan's Heroes was fictional. <laughs> the the guy whose whole idea was, you know, go after Canada, Gus, was last spotted heading to Mexico in a tank. <laughs> Hanker ended up uh dying. And you can view his body daily at the Republican National Headquarters. And Kabir Jamal, the, this was like the stereotypical black eye roll, as I put it in air quotes. Like every time yeah. I mention like a movie, like they mention the Dirty Dozen and they're like, yeah, Charles Bronson. He's like Jim Brown. Jim yeah. Brown. He would always point out 
uh, where like how in movies, you know, the, the trope is that the uh, African-American person dies first or, or basically that, that thing. And like the other thing being like, why are there no, why is, why is hockey basically just all Caucasian yeah, I stuff like it. that? I love his response to that. He was like, you can't, he was like, you can't expect to dominate all four sports yeah. all at once. You but, then his, but then his ending is he becomes yeah. like the most viable player in hockey, like three seasons in a row. Yeah. He wins the, the heart Memorial, which is like yeah. the MVP. Yeah. Nobody knows what happened to uh, Roy boy and McDonald. Oh, and then the Canadian prime minister is still ruling with an iron fist and they throw up a picture of uh, who is that? Wallace Shaw. From what is that, Princess Bride? Oh yeah, yes, yes. Wallace Shaw. So I mean, that's pretty much the movie right there. So yeah, just, it's it's oh. so good. I really enjoyed this movie. It's it's definitely one of those, like I said before, that. And again, um, and they're positive for this movie. Hour and a half. Yes, yes. I saw that ninety minute runtime, and this I guess did really bad at the box office. It had an eleven million dollar budget and only made a hundred and seventy eight thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't. I do remember this movie coming out and not doing well because I I was, uh, I mean, obviously I was always a big John Candy guy, and uh, and that's why I didn't see it when it first came out because it, it just didn't do well. And I was like, oh, this must not be that good. But I, it was one of those I ended up seeing later, well after it was released. Yeah, it was filmed in 93. I mean, he had, Michael Moore had trouble just getting the, the film to be released. Like, nobody wanted to even put it out in the first place. I didn't see why, but not totally. I mean, it's a very, it's a very different type of movie. I mean, even for, especially for the, that time period, right? Like, we've kind of yeah. had movies since then that sort of take the way things are and sort of, uh, mocks it and turns it on its head type of deal i mean what's that movie with um with uh oh god what's his name luke oh uh luke oh god he's got his brother who with a crooked nose who am i thinking wilson luke wilson luke Wilson. yeah the movie the uh, id something i always forget about it but it's um is it called? You know, do you know what i'm talking about am i making sense here what bottle rocket no 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 not his first that's like his first movie um it's like I, oh, good God! Oh, Idiocracy. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. That love that movie. But I mean, you know what I mean. Like it's kind of sort of in the same vein, in a way, of uh, making a point through being absurd. You know, that type of deal. But even though, if you kind of think about it, it really is some things are really on point about. <laughs> yeah, that did really bad too, and I don't understand. Yeah, That's like, but it's had a cult following after that, just like this movie has had a cult following after it. I think it's. You gotta read between the lines for a lot of things. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Hexter Macho Camacho Alejandro Mountain Dew as president was amazing in Idiocracy. Yeah, I'd vote for President Mountain Dew. <laughs> so, who would you play in this movie? Well, look, even my grandma, who I love dearly and miss to this day, would always tell me that I looked so much like John Candy and. I remember when I was younger, I was like, well, that's because he's like, he's just a big guy and I'm a big guy. It's kind of an insult in a way. But that's before I realized how great John Candy was. And now I wear that with pride. Like John Candy is incredible. And I, and it's sad and it sucks that he did get to make more stuff. Cause I think he could have real, I mean, he already has an amazing career, but just imagine what else there could have been. Cause that dude could act, man. He could God, not just in comedies either. I think he would have destroyed whatever he was in. He was really good in JFK. Yes, yes, yeah. So I think he could have destroyed in whatever he was in. Uh, so I'm going to say that just, I mean, even just for the character being, he's kind of like, he's a leader, but he's also very dumb. Yes, yeah. So I think that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not saying you're but I, I, I would have picked that character. For me... I would want to play Rip Torn's character, General Dick Van Pan. Oh, I think you would be character. Yeah, I would. Yeah, just you could have killed that. To be the angry military guy and just deadpan everything you say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just completely put me down at every aspect. It's that's why I love that Canadian pageant thing so much. Just the whole. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They 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 got rid of the Canadian Miss Canadian pageant. <laughs> 
And if Trevor's listening to this, my retro bliss toast, he'd be Alan Alda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Just not remembering anything anybody says. <laughs> oh God, yeah. He remind <laughs> when you did that with him, it reminded me of me talking to my wife. I always say my wife's in like a different reality than I am. Yeah. He, it's not a bit, by the way. It's not a bit. I promise you. He does oh, this and he doesn't realize it. <laughs> but she is like the same, like in a way different reality. I remember one time I was I was telling her we were making a grocery list. I was like, put down an eggplant. It's like, uh, me and Adriana, that's my daughter. Like, we want to try eggplant. She goes, Do you know how much an eggplant costs? I'm like, what? A dollar fifty, two dollars? <laughs> like, I'm not buying Wagyu beef here. <laughs> She's like, all right, well, I'm gonna put it down. <laughs> like it was gonna like destroy the whole entire grocery budget. That's why I always say she lives in a different world. Or she'll go, I didn't see that. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Trevor uh has this tendency for those who don't know, this is what I'm talking about. Uh even <laughs> He has constantly, like, I'll say something. I'll mention, like, uh, a show or something. Say, hey, Trevor, I think you'd like this. You should check this out. And then weeks later, he'll come around and say, hey, have you seen this show? It's really good. It's literally the one I told him to watch. Right. He does it all the time. <laughs> and it is not a bit. <laughs> it's real. I'm gonna send him stuff no. randomly now and just give him different give him different like hey you should watch this. You should do, do it. This. See if he does it to you. It might just be me. I don't know. It's even I'm gonna see if he matches it on Retro Bliss. And then that way it drives me so crazy. And, if, because... and then I'll just send you the conversation of me going, Trevor, you should do this. Check out that. It drives me so crazy. He will literally we'll be playing Call of Duty or something together, and he'll just and we're just talking, and he'll be like Oh, hey, Johnny, you need to you need to see uh this this one show. It's really good. God, I think you'll like it. And I'll be sitting there bullying on the other end. And I'll be like, I'm the one who told you to watch that. I love that. He does it all the time. You know. Or a game's coming out, and I'll mention this game, and he'll be like, and then weeks later, he'll be like, he's the one who discovered this. And I'm like, I told you about it weeks ago. You should just start making notes. Have the, have the Johnny. Should. You should be, you should have him have a pad, like a yeah. notebook or something. And you'd be like, Johnny, be like, write it down as I'm telling you. Be like, Johnny told me about this show <laughs> at this time and this date, and then he has to go back and review it. Yeah, <laughs> like you could throw like an. I give him a test like once a week. He gets an exam that he's got to pass. It. Uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> It's pretty, it's, it's, it is, uh, it's really funny, but also, you know, it's, it it happens so much. There was one time where, and we'll get back on track soon, I promise audience, but I just want you to know this other thing about my friend group who I play video games with. I started because it would happen all the time. Even like we'd get together and uh, eat or whatever, you know, eat together. And we would talk about food while we're eating like other places to eat. And it became a running gag that all we talk about was food. But the reality was, and is we talk about food a lot. So I literally, at one point is like, I'm going to, and I didn't tell him I was doing this. I'm going to start documenting all the times we talk about food. <laughs> and I promise you, it got to be so much that I just quit. Cause I couldn't keep up with it. <laughs> that just becomes a thing when you get older too because i noticed that too people are like oh what are you doing i'm like well we got this restaurant and this restaurant (laughs) they're like oh is there anything else i don't know i've never been there uh we'll be playing call of duty that's our current game that we play together and we'll have like three matches in before i realize it because we've been talking about the new restaurant that opened up in the town near him you have to (laughs) i think once you reach a certain age like going out to eat is the thing yeah but how do you think we should do Canadian bacon? Yeah, how should we rate this movie? I was thinking Canadian beers. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I give it... This is out of five, by the way. Five out of five Canadian beers. Out of five Canadian beers. Oof. I'm going to... I, I got to give it four. I got to give it four. But that's only because I feel... is a. Look, I, like I said, you could watch this movie and not really follow the story and still get jokes yeah. just from a political or from if you live in that area. So that's why I kind of give it a 
four, not a five. But and then I also give it a four because I lived in the area. So the joke yeah. hit a little bit more for me, like. And I've talked to Canadian salesmen and stuff like that at the place I worked on the phone. So yeah, I've had no, a, I get it. They filmed I've the first a, you know, a boots in the yeah. Pros. I get it. I get it. They filmed the first Hunger Games here and really close to my area. That's why that movie is so funny to me. It's very hilarious. The kids killing kids. Uh, the, I have a oh oh I have hey, a for real. Dish I have a problem with shot. I have a problem with Hunger Games. I think it's oh a you do. Problem. Other movie, but we'll discuss that off air. Well, it's based on books, so if anything, the books are ripped off of something. When were the books ripped? Okay, I'm gonna look. The books up. were first. They were based on the books, but the books got really popular. That's how the movies got made. Uh, the books I actually read; they were pretty decent. But uh, so out of so you're giving it four, I'm giving it four. Yeah, I, I get your rating, and I don't think you're wrong. I was trying to side between a three and a half and a four, so I'm going to go in the half of that and go three point seven five here. I but I do think if I lived in the area like you. Have experienced that it would most certainly bump it up to a four, uh, but as a southern boy, uh, I still found it found it to be very very funny. A lot of really good jokes in it, and uh, it, you can watch it on Tubi, so it's free. Uh, so uh, check it out if you haven't seen it. Yep, uh, and that concludes this episode. Remember to check us out on our many social medias: YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Where am I messing? Uh, Patreon. Uh, yeah. That description or link will be in the description below our merch shop why do i always feel like i'm missing something else Pornhub. <laughs> oh i didn't tell you i started as a port hub we are not on only fans because <laughs> we would <laughs> only thumbs down no we're actually doing an opposite only fans if you don't pay us we will post pictures <laughs> and trust me you don't want that <laughs> i'm holding your eyes hostage <laughs> But on behalf of Johnny, I for only five dollars a month, you won't have to see this. <laughs> on behalf of Johnny, I'm Andrew. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Hey. Eh?